on GT Channel with Sam Itani, James McKeon, and Taro Koki. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome here to Podspeed episode number 31. So we've broken 30. Hopefully we're on our way to 50. We had a great um, session last time with uh, actor Kung Sang. Um, Sung Kang. Sung uh, Kang. <laughs> Sung Kang. <laughs> and, he made that uh, much of an impression on you, didn't he? Oh, well, today, uh, today, well, to, as always, I'm uh, uh, joined by Taro Koki, who is the uh, producer of Podspeed and GT Channel, and our resident British ringer, James McKeown, our racing specialist. And today, from Italy, we have Roberto Ferretti. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Today, we got Rob Ferretti of Super Speeders and Gotham Dream Cars. So, we're going to hear all about all the stuff, cool stuff that he's been doing. So, Taro, go ahead, take it away. All right, Rob. And great we to will have... sit here quietly. Yeah, great. We have questions. Great to have you. Um, not just. Uh, Gotham Dream Cars or and Super Speeders. You've got so many things going got, on. Yeah, right I, I just picked the first two. That guy. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's, it's quite quite quite. You've got a handful of things going on. But uh, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I'm just going to make a, a clarifying statement. I'm not in Italy, so if somebody sees me, I'm <laughs> just joking. For two weeks. Um, I am in New Jersey, so uh, I'm sorry, Trump supporters, but we didn't help you out very much. So. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, who knows? By the time this airs, who knows who the uh, the next president, yeah, really, really. Or president yeah. will be? Let's let's be honest. We won't know when this airs. Who the next president is? I think it's still going to be a while before that happens, right? Uh, when's this air? Tomorrow. Tomorrow but oh, they okay. said, they're, yeah, gonna they're going to they're going to still be counting some of those ballots Friday. Or, so. Even if they make a decision, they're going to like somebody's going to contest something. It's going to. Oh yeah, it's not going to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's steer That's away it. from politics. All right, come on. <laughs> you can't skip the single most important event in the country at the moment. No kidding. Well, yeah, in a while, we too. We touched on it. I think we've covered it completely, and we can move on to cars. Okay. I think so. I think we've covered all the details. We've we covered it. <laughs> so, um, hey, Rob, um, you have a new show coming up. I want to talk to you about Sorted. I mean, for for um, for all those of you that don't know, Rob has a new show. You, you've got your YouTube channel, super yep. successful YouTube channel as well, but you're coming up with a new show. Uh, tell us about Sorted. It's called Sorted. It's called Sorted, yeah. So uh, Sorted is a show, I've been planning it for years, but I was just waiting for somebody to like put the money behind it because it's expensive to do these things. When you start renting racetracks and bringing these professional film crews out and everything like that, the, the bill racks up very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and autotempest.com, which is a great website that aggregates all these car searches, was the one that was the first money behind it. And that made it possible. Once you get the first money in, then everybody else is like, oh, I'm, I'm down with that. I like that idea too. So once I got the green light on that, I got my friend Matt Farah uh, from the Smoking Tire. Uh, has he been on here yet? Um, has he, he been on? No, he we've been all on no, his we, show. We've, we've been on his. <laughs> we got to get yeah. him on our show. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. So yeah, so I have Matt Farah, uh, Amelia Hartford, who also is yeah. a YouTuber, um, and with then the Corvette. with the Corvette, yep. Yeah. And then Tanner Faust, who's uh, obviously, like, if I have to introduce him, then you shouldn't be watching this podcast. Exactly. Um, so we are doing a show that is going to be testing out modified cars, like, like the Supra and the Corvette over there that I've dumped mm -hmm. too much money into. And when you modify a car like that, the reliability seems to go down uh, proportionately to how fast it's getting. 
And now we decided to take all of these fast modified cars and race them against each other and see who's got the best built modified car. And the idea behind it always stemmed from my recent trips to the Nürburgring. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if my car would like, like my Corvette, how it would do around the Nürburgring, or is it going to, is it going to fail three quarters of a way through a lap? Cause it's, it's a fairly long lap. Right. Right. Um, so then I'm like, all right, let's, and it got the, the wheels turning and I was like, all right, let's, let's turn. I think that would be a cool show in comparing these different cars. Mm-hmm. And when you're comparing fighter jets against each other, like I thought it would be nice to grab a cool baseline car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we scooped up off of auto Tepes. We got a, uh, ZR1, a 2019 ZR1, mm-hmm. which is a very, very like it's of the faster production cars on the planet right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was our baseline car okay. in the, uh, on the East coast which just shows you where we're setting the bar here. Okay. Um, and then we had the GT500, the track pack um, on the West Coast at Chuck Wallop. So you're the, doing two, two events, East Coast and West Coast events, right? Correct. Season yeah. one, we've got eight cars in the East Coast, eight cars in the West Coast. Pick a winner from here, pick a winner from there, and then the two winners race each other, and that's going to be filming on the 23rd down in Homestead, Miami. Sweet. Mm. Now, what's the criteria you know, I'm, I'm Joe, you know, Schmo with the car. I've got it sorted out. It's in the garage. <laughs> What's the criteria to, to be? I mean, we, had a, we uh, popped up a website and we let people submit their cars. And a lot of that becomes word of mouth at that point in time. Like, Jim, your car can do it. Like, you, mm-hmm. you should submit. So whether or not they were directly fans or not, uh, we got a little over, I'm um, probably about 190 submissions. Mm, that's great. And that, that's fun. That's like car shopping. Like, all right, do we want to drive that one? Do we want to? And, and just flipping through these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we selected, we sort of handpicked um, eight on the East Coast at first because the West Coast was filming a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, three of the eight like had some form of failure prior to even, like the weekend before we were filming. And I'm like, Jesus, right. guy. So like the show is called Sorted. You can't like break so um, we, we turned into having to like get like, okay, how about you? Are you good? And, and I, this one guy drove down from Buffalo, yeah. like straight Buffalo to, to, we filmed in Palm Beach, like 23 hours of driving. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I guess that car is pretty sorted. If you can drive yeah, if it. If you can drive it down, yeah. Uh, then there was another one that came down from like Minnesota. And I'm like, oh, dude, now we're filming in Florida. You probably want to wait for a different regional. He's like, no, we can make it. I'm like, no, you're in like, you're in Minnesota. It's going to take you whatever it's like 26 hours we got 34 hours till you guys need us there i'm like you guys i'll see you there and uh they came down great great like smooth side trailer uh that was an rs3 that was a cool car mm-hmm. I think what is like 930 how, how do you win rob is it uh is it a attrition is it endurance is it lap times i is love there that but i said i love the lead-in that's a great question okay. so um given the fact that i've dabbled with like different iterations of this just uh, kicking it around with my buddies in the past we've learned that it's probably not best to start out with like the hardest challenge because then the cars break and then you can't do the easier challenges yeah, yeah. so we've staged it up so it starts out um it's 200 based off of 200 points the first 30 points are matt amelia and i all driving the cars on the street mm-hmm. and simply giving them a one to ten arbitrary like i like this i didn't like that too loud not loud enough um, no interior, like no air conditioning. So we all scale it on, on like streetability, usability, how well we think it is, if it's misfiring, if it's not misfiring. 
and that's 30 points. Uh, 40 points after that, we step it up and we do 60 to 150 pulls. So we're looking just how fast the cars are, right? Just mm -hmm. straight line. It could have uh, skinnies on the front for all we care at that point in time. Uh, we're seeing which, who's got the biggest nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, we then do a time attack and that's 50 points. And that is a standing start lap in the pits. And then it, it finishes when you cross the start finish line. Mm. Again, uh, that is your car has to run for a minute and a half, two minutes. If you can't run for a minute and a half, two minutes, you probably don't really belong there. Um, and then after that, then we start doing the hot lapping of the track to see who's actually like built it up to, to handle a little bit more abuse than accelerating for 10 seconds or, uh, or even then driving around a track for a minute and a half. And that's worth 80 points. So that's the heaviest weighted. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you combine all these, you get a winner. Mm -hmm. and we got and, some pretty cool winners. And you have Tanner doing the time trials just to keep so, it correct. So, so that there's a constant. We have Tanner doing the uh, performance driving just so, especially when stuff can come down to like a tenth of a second, mm -hmm. that they're not, not it's it's easy to come up with excuses if you have the same driver in all the cars yeah and, and nobody's ever going to argue that tanner doesn't know how to pilot a car i think mm -hmm. we're done. that's good and so you guys do like the more subjective impressions of the cars and and have tanner do the do the time yeah, and, and we're also the glue so like uh mm -hmm. while tanner's out there we're keeping it and there's believe it or not there's a lot that goes on in the pits when this is happening mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we're sort of keeping it all together and, and effectively storylining what's going on tanner's generating data i see that's awesome it reminds me of the ultimate street car challenge that exactly. they used to have that. That, yeah. we're taught, that you're dating yourself right there because yeah, i know <laughs> early 2000s like car and driver magazines i used to buy those yeah yeah and uh i think that was on sport compact car or something and, yeah. the, and the last test they had was the uh gross display of power where it's just like they just do donuts and yeah, you yeah. know see who can do the biggest burnout we we haven't gotten to that point yet i mean we've had the opportunity we've just uh either run out of daylight um or run out of cars effectively mm -hmm. to uh to go do that and then a lot of these guys are coming on like nice tires so the the name of the game isn't to burn through a set of r triple eights or uh, cup twos and uh, when is the the West Coast happening? I think you already said that, but we've already filmed it. You have already filmed it, okay? Yeah. Uh, cool. Now the finale is going to be filming on the twenty third of November. Oh, okay, got it. And where is that going to take place? Uh, that's going to be Miami. Homestead in oh, Miami. Right. Oh, Miami, Homestead. Miami. Right. Oh, Homestead. Okay, got it. So you, the guy, the West Coast guy, has to go all the way. It's going to ship ship Correct. out his we'll, car. We'll ship their car to the East Coast. Uh, the East Coast guy is close enough. He's, he's based mm -hmm. out of like uh, Atlanta, so he'll probably just ship his down. Okay, that's exciting. And when do these episodes start um, appearing? Um, so November 10th is going to be the first episode. Uh, they're all going to be on my channel. There's okay. going to be a Tuesday, Friday upload schedule. Uh, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday for the first four episodes to cover the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Take a week in between. Then the four uh, West Coast episodes go live. And then we take a week, and then the, the Christmas week, it'll, it ends up falling on Christmas week. You'll have the finale and then uh, just a follow-up episode. Rob, I wanted to ask, how how, uh, how challenging was it to film all this during this whole corona shutdown stuff? I mean, we're all alive. That's good. That's um, good. <laughs> we did standard precaution. Camera guys all had masks. Right. Uh, Matt, Amelia, and I, just and Tanner, we were all like within proximity uh, proximity of each other. But I mean, it's... You're, out, 
you were outdoors though, right? So we were outdoors. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't want to say I'm the um, the the most stringent uh, follower of a coronavirus protocol, but uh, Matt does. Matt Matt was probably the guy who wore a mask more so than anyone. Mm-hmm. But when we're filming and everything like that, it it we're all safe. We're all alive. So. Yeah, and no, I was just thinking about you know some like you know hotels. Some of them being closed down. How hard it was. Yeah, uh, the hotels were fine. Like, no. Uh, uh-huh, okay. We had no problem there. Or the dining and everything like that. I mean, it, it's it's very. Uh, it was very casual. There wasn't a lot of people there. I mean, you figure everybody that comes with a car, figure there's maybe like 1.3 people per car, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> so if there was eight cars, there may have been like 11 or 12 people total mm-hmm. uh, that came out. And that's like most people come by themselves, but then some guy brings somebody with them or somebody had somebody drive a trailer down for them. Right, right. Um, so we had the hosts, the and it would come down to like meals or something. And even at the meals, uh, Matt, Amelia, Tanner, and I did just dinner separately. Uh, the other guys sort of met each other and, and did dinner themselves. And then uh, the film crew guys did their own thing. So it, it was all pretty isolated as far as that was concerned. Uh, I didn't, it didn't feel weird on set. We had hand sanitizer all over the place. Uh, there was a lot of hand sanitizing going on. But other than that, everybody just... It's awesome. Not, not Rob? chest bumps and, uh, and fist fights right. and more so just uh, hanging out. And Rob, how competitive was it then between both the drivers of the cars who were the, the contestants, should we say, and the, the three of the four hosts, one might say? Um, I mean, the hosts, we're just there to have a good time. And I, I think that'll show on cameras that like, we don't, it's not like that's my car, that's going to win. We don't really care. We're just out to like sniff everything out and, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I want to say there was a little bit more competitiveness as far as wanting to win on the East coast. Uh, there were, I mean, there was cars over 2000 horsepower that showed up, um, okay. and it per car, not, not collectively. Okay. So right. the, the average, like when we averaged it out, it was about a thousand wheel horsepower per car. So, I mean, just when you enter that realm, it's a lot of competitive dudes. And maybe women, but uh, there were no there were no women owners on this first season. Mm. Okay. But, uh, the guys, I mean, everybody wanted to win, but I mean, some people came better prepared. Uh, one guy came on Mickey Thompson's, and it's like you, you read like <laughs> like that's not that's not how this works. But I mean, he was he was great. He was a good sport about it. Uh, that's good. Th- there was probably three cars that I saw that I'm like, it's going to be one of these three, mm. and one of them did win. Oh really? Uh, that's that's an East Coast. The West Coast, uh, the West Coast. It was pretty clear up front. With that, there was let's just say there was a lot of failures. Oh like, really? That's and, good. That's makes good drama, right? And what kind of? You know, I mean, I I don't like. And the thing is, it wasn't like everybody overheated. It, everybody had like a different failure. Mm. So it just it just shows you that there's no one thing that everybody gets wrong when they build the cars. And there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of money that went into these cars. Mm. Uh, we're, we're not talking just like intake exhaust. When we went through the applicants, some, some people did that. I've got a 230 wheel horsepower Miata. I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's not gonna compete with anything. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a track day warrior, like doing, doing a three series with, uh, with the track supporting mods and cooling, it's great, but you're gonna get smoked in virtually every event. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, yes, it's going to last. It's not going to break. You may place pretty high in the, in the, um, in the final event by completing it. Mm-hmm. But if you come in dead last, like bottom three, bottom three, bottom three, and then top three, you're not mm-hmm. going to win anything. Yeah. So what kind of cars were there? Mostly domestic, a good balance of Euro, Japanese? We had, we had a great balance. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the, uh, we had a twin turbo Viper. We had the uh, single turbo Supra. We had a uh, turbo uh, RS3. Mm-hmm. We had an uh, IS swap, uh, a two JZ swapped IS 300. Um, a, a turbo S2000 was really cool. That's cool. I'm trying to think. These are just East Coast cars. I'm, oh, we had Mustang, a Pro Charge Mustang. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who am I missing? We had a 135i was a uh, turbo as well, and that was probably the most like track prepped the uh, 135. Mm-hmm. And this is TR. She was the PA on the uh, show. <laughs> um, and then West Coast, we had a twin turbo R8. We had a uh, two Subarus. We had a, oh. I don't know the difference, but uh, two, two WRX, what's the difference? Um, one of them was the WRX and the other one was that, um, the G- I, even I forget. See, exactly. You know what, it's fine. It's one was different. red, one was white. <laughs> um, but they both had one thing in common in the end. And actually, no, you know what? They, they, they went separate ways. One of, them, one of them broke, one of them didn't. So, but that's why you get two Subarus because they're, they're bound to break. Uh, we had a Corvette, a supercharged Corvette out in the, uh, on the West Coast as well. Um, it's funny, like the list of cars that couldn't make it is actually pretty impressive as well. Like the ones that broke when they were supposed to be showing up in 48 hours. Mm. Um, I feel like there was a, oh, there's another Supra. What's that? No, I got the S2K. And then there was another Supra on the West Coast as well. So I think I got most of them. Oh, and the R8 I got. But uh, they, they all did well. If you think about it, everybody, when you start pushing a car, like it's easy to throw, like even put a warranty on these cars mm-hmm. because they're not used to this capacity. It's, it's you build a car even with turbos on it, a Lambo or a, an R8. And that, it's meant to like zip up the highway and, and like a guy does a highway pull, pull and then it cools down. He's not hot lapping the track. Yeah. Uh, there was also, I, that's the one I forgot, uh, West Coast R35 GTL. Cause, oh, okay. How do you not have an R35 out there? Yeah. I, I tried to cover my bases and get everybody in there. Yeah. So that nobody could be like, if this car showed up, Godzilla would have taken them all. Right, right. right. Um, but to varying degrees of modifications, because I, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't, I don't have an unlimited pool of cars. I can only work with who, uh, who applied for what. Yeah. And did you have any rules regarding tires? Because that makes, that probably makes the biggest difference, right? Yeah, generally, yes. It had to be a street tire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I didn't want to make people spend too much money, especially on season one. If I had a tire sponsor, I probably would have gotten them all a set of equivalent tires. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the only rules I had was pump gas and then a street tire. Obviously liberal with street tire when a guy comes on Mickey Thompson's. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, he's not going to win with that anyway, so you might as well come out and have a good time. Right, right. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll be looking forward to uh, seeing yeah, the, the first episode pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, it's coming up. Great. Yeah. Um, what else do you have uh, going on in terms of content for uh, super speeders? So I've got, I'm, I'm like, I get really busy in the summer mm-hmm. and now that I've and I added on the top of that, I decided to GC my own house this year. Yeah. I saw that but, on your, how's that coming along? It's almost done. I'm, ho- oh, I'm yeah. hoping to be uh, assuming the uh, gas company will come in and do the hookup. Mm-hmm. 
they need a road opening permit okay. to, to dig the line and yeah. it's a county road so it takes forever okay so if they get their heads out of their ass. Uh, I could probably get in there in the next five or six weeks. Okay. But uh, right now we're doing all the finishes on the inside, the trim work, the floors. Uh, it's got radiant floors throughout the house. Mm -hmm. um, the the uh, tile and stone, the cabinets are already done. So they just yeah. have to get called when the floor goes down. Paint and then right in there. Cool, cool. Congrats. So it's, uh, congrats when I'm there. I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> You're almost feel real until I'm moving in. How many cars is the garage going to fit? Uh, see, that was a point of contention. So I, I ended up having to sue the town because my, I've had this property for four or five years now. Okay. And it took me a year to build. Mm -hmm. So that just means three years I was fighting with people. Oh. And effectively, because of the YouTube channel, they made a big deal that uh, I had a YouTube channel and that this entire property was now Paramount Studios. And uh, oh. there was a dissenting person that lived in the town uh -huh. at hired attorneys and was like fighting me tooth and nail every step of the way and he's like it's the garage is too big because initially i was going for a what would have been a 12 car garage mm -hmm. and it sounds crazier than it is there was a thought process i went through it was a three bay garage that was too deep okay and uh we're, they're big on lot coverage because it's a historic leaning town okay so i was putting uh instead of putting like a breezeway outside to use up lot coverage, I was like, all right, you know what? I'll just, can I, would you guys care if I go underground? They're like, no. So I was connecting the basement to the garage with a tunnel. Okay. And the property like slopes like this. So I'm like, all right, if there's going to be a tunnel there, instead of the steps, I'll just do like a second level. So I'll have mm -hmm. a subterranean garage, mm -hmm. the same square footage as the first level. Yep. And I'll just drop cars down there. And, and now I have double the capacity because mm -hmm. I have lots of cars and I, I'd like, I'll probably have more cars. Once I'm done paying for the house, I'll probably start uh, buying some more. Mm -hmm. So uh, that turned into a thing that, oh, you 12 cars, you're running a business out of there. And it went back and forth for a while. They voted me down ultimately the first time, even though I dropped it to like a three car garage on my final application, they still mm -hmm. said like, well, you too. So they voted me down. Wow. I had to come back again, and there's a, something called res judicata, where so the courts and the, these places don't hear the same application many times. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to substantially change it. And I, one of the arguments that were, they were making the first time was that since my garage and the house were connected underground, that it was one structure, not two. And I was like, yeah, but it's underground; you can't even see it. Like, yeah. so why, it's technically two structures. What it looks like. And they said no. So then I came back and I'm like, all right, got rid of the tunnel. And then I got rid of the, the subterranean garage. So let's go at this again. And yeah. they're like, it looks the same. I'm like, you can't argue both sides. You, I, that's what I said last time. It's what it looks like. Right, right. And so, so I was, it was an uphill battle the whole time. They ultimately, I got rid of the garage altogether. I said, I'd leave the old one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put through just the house. And then they were right. fighting that the house was too big. I'm like, guys, I don't know what to tell you here. It's not a big house. Wow, and so they ended weird. up passing it and then saying that I can't do any commercial activity it was their way of like stuffing in the, like, I'm not allowed to YouTube my property. Mm -hmm. And I ended up suing the town and uh, filing suit that that's a discrimination and B like that. That's uh, they made me put deed restrictions on and everything like that. But ultimately I'm like, look, you can't say no, 
commercial activity because you can't tell people to not shoot your YouTube videos in your I, house. I mean, I so get it. Well, I get it. That, that was the point was that this is so overreaching, like, because anyone else in this town can go pick up a camera, they can walk in their yard, they can shoot a video and they can put it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Everyone, every yeah. single one. So you can't tell me now I can't because I'm better than them. At. <laughs> exactly. And like you're going in the wrong direction. The future is coming to like, and this is before coronavirus. The future is like work at home. Yeah. And I'm like, and you're saying no commercial activity whatsoever. I mean, I can't take a, a work call from my house. I mean, you're really like very overly broad there. Yeah. So um, that that's sort of settling out and it's moving in the right direction now. The the board, the judge gave him a chance to rewrite that language mm -hmm. and they voted to pull the the uh, commercial activity restriction out of the uh, approval altogether. Wow. That's so weird. I've never heard anything like that. It's, it's think, bonkers. It's what, when you get rich people together, it, it becomes a, a little bit. I think uh, isn't probably William Barr is behind that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's it back to the car. <laughs> so, so with with uh, all the all this going on with your house and everything, I mean, and you have um so you know adventure drives, you have Gotham Dream Cars as well. Yep. Um what's what's next on your plate and how how would you divide your time with all the things you have going on? I don't. I just tackle whatever pops up in front of my face. Uh <laughs> that's that's one of those things I could really benefit from like full-time like executive assistant mm -hmm. i just like i haven't pulled the plug on that once i had one that was great and then i've had a couple that were not so great and if you're not so great you sort of slow me down but if you're great i'm like what am i going to do with all this free time mm -hmm. so uh, i do have other stuff that i'm i'm i've gotten like irons like ready to go in the pot mm -hmm. i just haven't gotten to that point yet i gotta once i get done with the house that's that's taking a lot of time and money uh, I'll start rejiggering what I'm working on, expanding the rental company, uh, expanding the YouTube channel, yeah. seeing, seeing what other shows uh, we want to try out. Uh, and especially with like Auto Tempest with these other brands now that they're coming out yeah. to support this stuff. I mean, that, that's what I enjoy doing. I mean, as much as I like sitting here and talking or just standing in front of a bunch of cars and talking about recent events, mm -hmm. uh, I really do enjoy making these like $500 car challenges and like more of the 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 manicured productions yeah yeah i think are, are more timeless and more entertaining than whether ssc faked their top speed run or not <laughs> yeah so for some of our viewers that may <laughs> may not know adve adventure drives um tell us about um your recent uh well adventure drive that you had and what, well, we, what do you have planned before, next? before we jump to adventure drives let's take a poll we got four people here who thinks ssc drove 300 i wanted i went right through that one what do you think sam <laughs> Ooh. uh who, who was it that uh, told them it was 223 or something instead of what that was from uh, uh race logic right race logic right i uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to be a nice guy. I'm going to tend to believe that they did it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, um 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 as Biden say malarkey going on. <laughs> okay, I I'm just I just, I want to say what about you, Rob? Yeah, I want to hear James, James and Taro first. <laughs> Taro, you go first, man. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, that is a really that's a really fast time. So I mean, our fast uh, that, that speed is just crazy because you know I mean I. 
you know, I've seen cars go that fast. You know, road and track, we used to do, you know, uh, the yeah. world fastest cars and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, that, you know, to me, I go, that is that really possible, you know, but hey, they claimed it. And now, you know, if they have data to back it up, great. But then now with this controversy, I'm thinking, hmm. There's two ways to look at it. Like that you could, and, and I always tell people, you could put a, a jet engine on a dumpster and it'll go pretty fast. So <laughs> well, you had enough horsepower. Well, you got to think aerodynamics and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but you could overpower aerodynamics. Uh, you, you could, you could. Well, throw you a, could. Yeah. yeah. But you could throw, because you see these like Jeeps doing 200 miles an hour in, in like a standing mile. So like yeah. when you see that, you're like, all right, anything's possible with horsepower. And then you see these guys doing like standing mile events in these 3,000 horsepower Vipers and doing 270, 280, whatever they're doing. Right. So it's not hard to believe if somebody's sole focus is top speed that they can like make an aerodynamic package, put a shit ton of horsepower into it, mm -hmm. and, then, and then just send it down the road and see what happens. It doesn't mean it's good at anything else, but they can do that three-minute pull. The engine could be torn down the next day for all we know. Right. Um, so I tended to believe that the 230 seems a little slow because I mean, how do you yeah, possibly it, confuse 230 and and even 300 or 280? I I I've been and I've driven the uh, the Koenigsegg before the, the test car that right. had like the one to one bits in it and everything like that, and I have a hard time imagining and with and I think Christian von Koenigsegg is probably one of the most brilliant people probably like around um, as far as engineering goes mm -hmm. uh, as irrespective of the car world or not. And to, to have people just go out and on their first attempt, walk a car that that's had, I, if it was the first Koenigsegg, I'd be like, all right, that's a different story. That's effectively what happened is they took the, like think of Koenigsegg as a Porsche where they've been sort of refining the same chassis for 15 or 20 years with a brilliant guy and a brilliant team of people. And now uh, a small company comes out. There's the Tuatara. Tuatara, yeah. yeah. And just having a small company come out and on their first go, they just demolish the record. Yeah. What was and, it, like 331, right? It was something over, yeah, something over 300 bucks. Yeah, but, but uh -huh. even like Bugatti says they broke 300, and I believe that Bugatti's a giant company and they've got like unlimited resources, same thing, giant engine tons of horsepower. They've got their own testing facility to go out and do this all they want. Mm -hmm. it, it seemed, it was very difficult to believe at first. Did I think it was as low as 223? It seemed a little too slow, but I, I figured like a 270 <laughs> or 280 was doable. Yeah, I mean, 300's quite a feat, yeah. right? I mean, but, Sam, you've gone 300 at the salt flats, right? I mean, it's not- No, no, I went 200. 200. 200. 200, three miles an hour. That yeah. next 100 is, is the big part. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. 300 is, uh, you, you got to kind of have a, you know, most of the cars that did 300 when I was there were those kind of almost like jet cars, yeah, right? Yeah, they're like, so, you like, you know, like, exactly. oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, even, even 200, it's really scary, right? Right, uh, yeah. because it's moving around. So uh, that's what I was thinking. I go, can a car that looks like this, you know, go 300? You know, because most of the cars I've seen go 300, they're, they're shaped like jet cars, you know? So oh, no, even the Bugatti did it, but if you look how long- Yeah, the Bugatti did it. And my friend actually drove that when, he, when yeah. they broke the uh, record, you know, he's a French guy. So, yeah. but yeah, gosh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, and, and that's the thing. It just, it's, it seemed to do it like with such ease. Oh, we just went out and did like two runs. And next thing you know, like we smoked everybody. Yeah. And that, that made it like, I, I applauded it when I thought it was verified. 
-hmm. But when it turns out it wasn't verified and it just had that awful camera recording it, which was the worst <laughs> camera I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. So it seems I, like, Rob, you're not convinced. I'm not convinced. Oh. Um, and, and I was out there when they used to do the speed testing on their, their SSC Ultimate Arrow. Mm -hmm. And I like the guys. I like Jared Shelby and, and who I met out there at the time that was doing it. Uh, Rick Doria was the guy they had drive it. I just, I, I, like, I'm a data guy. And, and when you start playing with stuff like this, you're, you're playing in a, a competitive field where you have to back up. Like, if you're going to go out and shut down a road and do all this and, and only have, like, one source of data, it, it's really weird. I would have a Garmin in there. I would have my, my phone recording. I would have, like, I'd have so much data logging going on that's like, this matches, this matches, this. Green light, we're good. We did it. And to just have one source and be like, okay, yeah, that, that it, it's it's akin to going to a, a carnival and like throwing a ball, and it's like, oh yeah, that went 97 miles an hour. I'm like, no, it didn't, but I like that. <laughs> no, but I, then I'm not going to go around telling people I got a 97 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, but, but Rob, what I mean, you think they they did it just for the publicity sake? If they, if they were lying, I see. I don't like to accuse people of lying. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe they just, it was miscalibrated and it was what they wanted it to be. So they're like, all right, let's go with that. And, and that could be possible, but it's also a small company that, that is trying to sell cars. So well, you know, but that is also a possibility because I've seen yeah. so many people in the auto world deceive so many people to make money. Uh, I don't really put anything past anyone anymore. I, I'd like to think, and I, and I don't, have a negative impression of Jared Shelby that that's something he would do, but mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't, I haven't spoken to him in 10 plus years. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it's a car they've been working on for a long time. And, and the one thing that you do when you have investors, if you have investors or you put a lot of money into something is you have to sell it. Yeah, you do. Or you're going to yeah. have angry investors. Right? So, yeah, but yeah. I think it was still premature to, you know, go out and publicize it like it was when they didn't have, like you were saying, you know, another test or, you know, average okay. it out or another person at least, you know, there to verify it. I, well, like I Rob said, maybe they were, yeah. Like you said, Rob, maybe they were, they caught a really good um, tailwind and they were going pretty quite downhill <laughs> that they didn't really realize <laughs> and they never really bothered to go the other way. Right. And they got 300 miles. I just think <laughs> that they, uh, they decided that like, who's going to bother questioning this? It, Cause the car oh, like, looks pretty cool. Come on. I mean, you know, people are going to, well, people are, I, I'd be careful. If, they, if they blurred the speedometer and like, there's stuff that like how they, they don't realize people are going to go frame to frame with the video and, and analyze frame rates and markers on the road. Right, they don't right, think that right. people know what cactus is where. <laughs> right, right. And, and honestly, if they did it on, on a different road where people wouldn't be able to have like, matched it up with the Koenigsegg run, they could have definitely convinced a lot of people. Mm, okay. Well, like I said, I'll kind of believe, but I, I do, I, I'm, I'm buying into Rob's theory that maybe if they did do it, maybe they think that they did it, but they didn't quite, you know, that's oh, possible. That's like you, you're going to be a politician, too. aren't you? Um, <laughs> just well, I, I need a yes, no. Did they do 316 average? Sam? No. James? No. Sorrow? I don't think so. Consensus. All right. We got the important stuff out of the way. <laughs> so uh, we just did a trip. Uh, it was actually really cool. I've got a uh, whiskey sponsor, Whistle Pig, and they've got my little like private blend here. Oh, nice. Whistle Pig 12. That was really cool. We went up to their distillery. So we were supposed to do a trip. This year we've done two trips, pandemic 
based. Mm -hmm. When I say pandemic based, uh, we did one that started in Seattle and went down to Jackson Hole. That was mm -hmm. supposed to go up through uh, Canada. It was going up through Whistler, Banff, like great stuff coming down through Whitefish and ending in Jackson Hole. Mm -hmm. uh, that was like three or four months after the pandemic. So it was in July. Okay. And we started being like, hmm, there may be some travel restrictions. The border's closed. I can't imagine the border's going to be closed in July. Mm. But it's still closed, I think. But uh, we're like, do you guys want to postpone it? Or do you want to just go do it? And we'll just do an all-U.S. route. And everyone's like, U.S. route. And, like, we lost a couple of people that, that postponed. Mm -hmm. But most people, like, resoundingly were like, I want to travel. Let's get me out of this room. Yeah. And uh, so we just went down through, like, Bend, Oregon, Crater Lake, and then worked our way up uh, and reconnected in Whitefish to where we were going to come down from Banff mm -hmm. and finish the trip out that way. Beautiful uh, country, yeah. yeah. It, it, there's some great driving up there. We had a good, great time, great trip. Yellowstone was great. Um, Glacier National Park is just uh, – and that's like – these are the Grand Tetons here in the picture in the background. Mm. Um, there's just so many great – and that's uh, Valentino Balboni and his Balboni. He's – I think – Valentino's I'm, in there? He's yeah, driving – that's him driving his oh, car. He shifted awesome. it over from Europe for my trip. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, when, when was this, Rob? When that that photo is older. That photo is probably 2015 or 16. I haven't seen Valentino in like wow, 10, 15 years. Yeah, he's, uh, how he's he, doing. he comes on our Europe trips when we're over there. Oh, or if, we, awesome. if we're over here, he likes to fly over. That's awesome. We were supposed to be in Scotland in October, uh, this past October, last month. Mm. And uh, Scotland, it looked like was getting a little too hairy with the travel restrictions. So mm. we, we ended up scheduling a Northeast drive for the fall foliage. And we bumped Scotland now to 2021. We're going to do it in the spring. So that's going to be mm. end of April into May. Please go by a town called Creeff, C-R-I-E-F-F -F in Perthshire. I used to live there. So Okay. <laughs> Is there a marker? country. Huh? Is there a marker? Is there like something like engraved in the pavement that says Sam was here on the? No, I, no, I wish, I wish. But uh, the Glenfiddich Distillery. Speaking of whiskey, oh, is that where it is? Is is close by? Yeah. Close okay, by. yeah, because we're gonna go to Glenfiddich. Uh, oh, you'll be right there. We're staying in Spaceside. We're gonna be there during the whiskey festival. Awesome. Oh, and that's then also way. close by is uh, Glen Eagles, which is owned by. We're staying oh, at the Glen Eagles. That's where we're starting. Jackie Stewart. Up. Oh, really? Perfect. Yeah. So we're starting you, you at the get Glen Jackie there. You know he's. He's very associated with that area. I don't know if he owns part of it, but yeah. So yeah, so I mean, James Chen knows somebody over there as well. Uh, maybe the same guy. So we're, I'm going to fly in a day or two early. We're going to play uh, St. Andrews and then Glen Eagle. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, nice. We've got BAC coming out. They're bringing the monos for us to rip around the uh, at Glen Eagles for a little bit. So that'll be awesome. pretty cool. They're down. Uh, they're down in the UK. It'll be uh, funny watching seeing you guys put try to put golf clubs into these some of these. <laughs> now rent clubs. It's easier. Yeah. So. And even over there, we're going to rent cars. But uh, fast forward, we're going to do the Scotland trip now, April and May. Mm. After that, we're going to do uh, in like July, our summer trip is going to be in France and Spain. So that's a great time. We, we've done, we were in Europe last year. We, we go back to Europe like every other year. And then we come back to the United States. Uh, we're doing the, the, um, Smoky Mountains again from mm -hmm. DC to Nashville, and that's going to be in the fall next year. How, how long do these uh, drives last? These trips? The, um, the bigger drives, like the, the France Spain one, is usually like seven or eight nights. 
mm. and the shorter ones like the Scotland, the Iceland, the 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 northeast and the the mountains trips are generally like four nights, usually a Wednesday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. Do most people uh, ship their cars out when you? Or, Depends. Uh, uh, everybody, okay. everybody is pretty uh, value conscious. So like, even though they own a car, if it's going to cost them six grand to ship their car over there, but it's going to cost them eight grand to rent somebody else's car over there, then they'll just rent the car. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's generally, if it's something now this year may be different because if we're going to be in Europe for two trips, now instead of renting two cars in Europe, maybe you'll ship your car out and leave it there for the six months. Mm. And you can do that on a Carnet. You can just, you can leave it there and then ship it back after yeah. a period of time. Right, so finding right. a place to park it for, for the two months in between the trips may mm. make sense. So we got to see what, what people are looking to do. Yeah. Uh, we've always liked doing European deliveries too, where somebody buys a car, they drive it over there, uh, and yeah, then uh, it just gets shipped home for free. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Are you going to be shipping your car or are you going to be I don't know. Something? I'm up in the air. Um, mm. It depends. I, I don't want to make that call until I see if we're going to be going to Scotland in the spring or the fall. Mm -hmm. Because if I ship it over there too soon like say i ship it over and then like travel restrictions say we, we can't even go over there now i've got a car sitting in europe that i have to either pay to ship back but they're not going to let me keep it there long enough to do my trips yeah yeah no that 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 would not be good no it's easy it's easier and more turnkey to just rent it and do it and you're also you're saving a thousand or two thousand miles on your own car mm -hmm. what's the best uh, stretch of driving you've done throughout all these uh all these trips that you've done I mean, I love the Alps. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some great driving, like Furka Pass, Suston Pass uh, is a great uh, combination of roads over there. I've, we've done virtually everything. Driving the Autobahn is a great time. Um, I, I had a great drive down from Munich down to Austria. There's a castle called New Schwanstein uh, right by the border of, it's still in Germany, I think. Yeah, it's uh, south of Munich, Neuschwanstein. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that, that was, I got like so much open space and I was in a BMW press car. I was doing uh, 290 kilometers an hour. So like 175 miles an hour for probably 25 minutes straight. People move out of your way. You just see the mountains in the background. That was, that was a great time of, of sort of uh, burning through gas. Um, there's a great road leading from uh, Nevada into California going to Mammoth. Uh, I mm -hmm. forget what it is, but it's uh, it's one of these passes, and that was that was a great road that nobody even really knows about. Oh. Brennan Pass, maybe it's called, but that was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Driving Glacier National Park to going to the Sun Road, mm -hmm. phenomenal drive. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously you, you can tell I'm a mountain guy. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to driving, I love the scenery, I love the elevation, I love the temperature change, um, and the, the mountain passes are terrific. But not a, not a PCH guy, yeah? <laughs> no, it's, it's not my thing, the PCH. I've driven it, and it was... It's a lot of cars. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of cars. You, you have scenery sometimes. Most of the time, you don't. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of elevation. It's, it's a bunch of the same. I, I wouldn't consider it a great drive. Uh, mm -hmm. they it's a scenic it a drive. drive. It, it's, it's scenic, a scenic drive. But, yeah, but there's, sometimes it's, it's not even scenic. Yeah, and it's it's not as challenging as a mountain road. Yeah. So yeah, the mountain. mountain yeah, yeah, the, the passes you're going down and back and over and up, um, and you get like when you're in between mountains, you get these peaks and the snow-capped mountains, and yeah, it just you get animals. It just it's really cool to see. That's always nice. Yeah, yeah. you got to do Driving. a Japan trip. 
I know it's on there, but the problem is that's going to be a lot of flying. So we can't do yeah. like a five night Japan trip. And that would probably have to be like a 10 day trip. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's, it's on the list. Like uh, Australia, Japan are two places that I'd like to have trips in the future. Yeah. Uh, we've looked into like South America, mm -hmm. but then we deemed it too, too dangerous to even go down there. So we were going to do like carnival and, uh, yeah. It depends on yeah. It depends on where you go in South America. If it's like yeah. Argentina and Chile, Uruguay, it's really safe down yeah, there. There's it's, a lot of it's mountains. It's tough to get too. cars in certain aspects. But like mm. when we went to Iceland, we had no sports cars in Iceland. Mm. So we were in Iceland and we rented uh, those big off-road Icelandic trucks. The, <laughs> the entire yeah we went off-roading. We went snowmobiling on glaciers. It was more of like a sightseeing trip. Yeah, yeah. But that got was it. also great. I mean, it, we've got a good group of people. Mm -hmm. that just likes to go travel and and it's just like very very like laid back they like luxury travel they like nice accommodations they like awesome places mm -hmm. and i don't want to say building that instagram reel because they're really not instagram people <laughs> yeah. but like that sort of that that sort of life just absorbing these uh these life memories that they're going to be able to have yeah yeah and seeing these like places that people travel from all around the world to go see mm -hmm. and you have a lot of return a lot of return know, right and uh, we're not a flashy group, so there's no decals on the car, no stickers. Mm -hmm. It's just pretty low key, so we don't really attract cops or anything like that. We get to go out and have a good time. Um, everybody's pretty responsible, and then it, it turns out to be great trips. Rob, do you uh, scout the uh, routes and the you know the hotels and the restaurants, do. or you do yep. yourself? Wow, do. that's awesome. That's awesome. But like, I'll do like an eight day trip in three days when I scout. It's it's like the idea of that being like a vacation is probably uh, overstated. Mm -hmm. I'll fly to Europe on a red eye, sleep for three hours and then drive 14 hours that day to go hit the first three cities yeah, yeah. or the first three locations, check multiple hotels, check different restaurants, um, check different scene. And then like, I'll legitimately go somewhere that like Stonehenge and I'll be like, all right, good. Yep. Then one picture for the website. <laughs> and then I'm out. Right. Right. Uh, where other people are sitting there like, like, breathing in the aura of the place I, i'm like sistine chapel got it next <laughs> take a Where picture and go got that oh, there, you know what? i'll just get it online and then uh and then i'll move on to the next one cool cool james you got anything Tell no I'm, i was just gonna pull up some of rob's uh wonderful social media here so we could show up to make it yeah, easy yeah yeah let's do that our instagram instagram description time yeah with the yeah, there's a sorted promo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like a mix of like house and and cars. My my Instagram is sort of like me screwing around with whatever. Oh, there's the house. I would just say I was very excited to read that you're going to be doing the underfloor heating on the driveway. I mean, that's a yeah. dream of mine. I'm doing that. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. I I every time I put a snowplow on something, it never snows. But I'm not going to rely on that forever. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I can flip a switch and the driveway never has snow on it, I'll make me a happy guy. That's golden. <laughs> oh, that's you guys shooting sorted? No, that was us shooting sorted, yep. Yeah. Well, very cool. But was the, when I asked about the competition before, uh, Rob, I was mostly casing a case of between yourself, Amelia, and Matt, who was the quickest driver between the three of you. Is that still up for debate or is that? Oh, um, we've never compared. Okay. Uh, we're not we're not approaching it in a competitive manner. On the street, uh, Matt and I definitely drive faster than Amelia, but that that's just responsibility. So you can't <laughs> exactly attribute that to skill. Um, I Maturity. would probably, yeah, I would probably say it's 
Matt, Amelia, then me as far as speed goes? Yeah, Matt's really, he's a really good driver. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I, I, we, we've never been in a equivalent car on an equivalent track. But then, like, I, I go to these things and, like, I consider myself a, a, a sort of a reserve driver. Mm -hmm. But Michelin hosted an event and I was like the third fastest guy around the track. So, mm -hmm. like, and this is like all these other YouTubers. So, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I mean, I, I clearly know what I'm doing, but I, I don't have, uh, I don't really have anything to prove. I, I usually back it down a little bit just because A, it's generally not my car. It's not a check. Like, there's no trophy waiting at the end. Or there's no check waiting at the end. Only mm -hmm. the check I would have to write if I did something wrong. Of course, of <laughs> yeah. course. And then obviously here's your YouTube channel. Yep. So yeah, yeah the uh, the YouTube uploads have been lacking lately. I've been so busy this summer. I almost feel bad. But you did uh, cover the SSC. I do cover the <laughs> SSC twice, I think. Or three times. Three times, did I? Yeah. Yeah. When it, whenever new stuff comes up, I I had to sprinkle it out there. And then yeah. I guess with those going to say as well with the Gotham Green cars, I'm assuming you have maybe one or two uh, interesting anecdotes from people who have maybe rented cars in their t in your time. Oh, I mean, there's there's been so many stories over the years, but uh, I, I I don't even know where to start. There's so much <laughs> me catching people doing stuff. So I just caught a guy uh, <laughs> driving in the GPS driving my car on an airstrip in in Long Island. <laughs> oh, that's not what you're paying for, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, oh, I'm not allowed to drive the car. I'm like, you can drive the car on the road. And <laughs> wow. I, don't, I don't care if that's a, a road without traffic. It's not covered by insurance. Rob, yeah. what do you do? Do you just call them right away and just say, hey, get out of there? No, I'm not actively monitoring people. Like, uh, it's just something I'll see on GPS after the fact. I see. But if I, and, and I've got, uh, the GPS can disable the cars. So I've got all the GPS uh, all the racetracks are roped off in the geo, geo <laughs> so the car sh shuts down when they yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so like if somebody calls me and I'm like hey I'm at uh, my car just shut off why why'd your car shut off are you at a racetrack oh yeah, I mean I'm at, I'm at Pocono but uh, I'm just here for the event <laughs> yeah I'm just here to watch I'm just not I'm not going on the track I'm just here to watch <laughs> you know what but that's one of those things we tell every single person when they get the contract they read through it it says look no track use no off-road use no this no that and they, they say, yes, yes, yes. So now if you're lying to me, I don't feel bad if I ruined your time by you not being able to get out there. <laughs> yeah. How many cars do you have right now? What's, what's the fleet size? Um, I mean, right now, like 12 cars in the East Coast here. Nothing mm -hmm. crazy. It's, we're in our winter season now. Oh, is that off, off season? I guess it'll be a out. Yeah. I mean, the most I have at any point in time is like 35 or 40. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a lot. That's awesome. true. What are, what are the uh, popular ones, uh, let's say, before the corona? Um, is it here? There it is. In the back, the C8 is super popular. Uh, that was probably the most utilized car uh, all year. I got that, yes. like, week one of corona when everything started shutting down. I literally had mm. to get – I bought two of them. I had to go to the dealerships and get them before the dealers closed because otherwise they may have been stuck in there for months. Right, right. And but you got it. That's awesome. I, I got I, I got them both. That one has gone, and I sold the one. Um, long story, I got screwed on that. But the uh, that one has gone out throughout the pandemic. Like mm. every other day, every day, the utilization was up. Mm. Even when like nothing else was moving, that thing was, it was <laughs> oh, wow. such a hot car. I think we've probably got 12,000 miles on it already. Wow. Mm. Wow. Uh, everyone gives it a thumbs up? They like it. Yeah, everybody loves it. It's it's a very it's it's a crowd favorite. 
Mm, awesome. That's awesome. I haven't driven it yet. Yeah. You guys, have you guys? No. no. Driven the city? Yeah. Uh -uh. No. no. Nope. Haven't. I haven't gone anywhere. I've been. I've been in. <laughs> I've been indoors for the past six months. No, I did go to the the Z event though last week. So. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could fill us in on that. I haven't driven okay. that. Yeah. Rob, what do you think about that Proto Z? I don't like it. You don't like it? You don't like it? So I, I, saw, I saw it on your YouTube, so I know you covered it. So. Yeah, it, it looks like, like I'll have one sports car, please, and, and that's what it looks like. It's just like it's too generic. <laughs> generic sports car? Is that what you're saying? It really does. Like in their little like demo video, I'm like, oh, it's like if you go to a game and they like take the badges off and try to make like a generic sports car that, that won't violate any copyrights, that's what it looks like. Oh. <laughs> I like the fact that it's manual. Um, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I, I like the interior looks nice. Uh, I, I just don't think I would be a buyer for something like that. It's the, the if they spice up the looks because this is like the prototype. Like the FT1 was much cooler looking than the Supra. Yeah, so I mean, like it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, it looks much better than the pictures though in person though. Sure. Yeah, once you see it, it's... It, it, yeah, but it's a car a should look good in pictures or in person. It should. It should. But like Larry Chen's... Like, yeah. Wow, that thing is ugly. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. say that about a woman, right? You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah, she looks... She Actually, looks I'm not going to say because I don't want her to stab me, but uh, there was an actress that I was doing an event with, and I was like, oh, she is so hot, and I saw her in person. I'm like, ah. Oh. Come on, give us an initial or something. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Are you... Oh, really? Ooh. Really, she's she's gorgeous. like to me, she's gorgeous. And then I saw, yeah, her, on the movies, right? Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, such a letdown. Oh man, really? If I just ruined my chances with Anne Hathaway, so be it. Yeah, I really? people will be calling you. <laughs> yeah, she's really pretty. In she's you know, Anne Hathaway's a big fan of punts, Pete. I will say that. Uh, Rob, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear that uh, you ruined your chances now. It's not going to get back to her, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, hey, uh, thanks, Rob. You want to stick around a little bit? We're going to talk to uh, talk about the Z a little bit, the Z Proto. Uh, I'll I'll stick around for a couple of minutes. I'm going to pull the ripcord shortly, but uh, I'll stick around and listen to it for a bit. Okay. Uh, well, uh, before we go, um, let us know where people can follow you. And oh yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I'm easy to follow. Uh, Instagram is my name at Rob Peretti. Um, there it is. Simple as that. Uh, YouTube, everything else, just type in Superspeeders. Uh, you'll come up. It's youtube.com slash Superspeeders or Superspeeders Rob. That upload schedule there that says uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at noon. I don't think I've done that in five years. So it doesn't probably... look like it. It looks like once every three days, Rob. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if I'm lucky, I do once, uh, once a week sometimes. But, um, usually in the winter, I, I'm able to catch up on that. Now with the Sorted Show coming out, I've got another show called Driven to Eat. I've got some other shows that I'm going to launch that are all like higher production value uh, when that stuff all starts slotting in. And then uh, house-related stuff, I'll, I'll probably have a five-day upload schedule for a few months uh, and cool. allow me to sort of get ahead again. But winter always gets slower when I'm not building a house, not growing a business and, and running other stuff. I think I'll be in better shape too. And uh, not suing a city. And that, well, that, that the attorneys deal with that. Oh, okay. so, but that doesn't mean I don't have three lawsuits at any given point in time. I'm in the car industry. So yeah. you always have to sue people for screwing you. Fighting, fighting uh, speeding tickets fighting, too. Fighting the good <laughs> so. 
That's right. But well, anyway, uh, yeah, those, those are the ways you can get me. Uh, we also have, uh, there's a sorted or not you, uh, Instagram uh, that we just launched. It's uh, Instagram sorted or not. So did I, did I tag it in there? I probably not. I suck at that. Yeah, I'm not very good at social media. But uh, Mr. Social Media, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, sorted or not. YouTube is sort, no, there, sort there's of. There's people that take it much more seriously. But uh, that we just launched in conjunction with the show. So that should start populating with more. Okay, cool. And you have a sorted website as well, right? There's a sort, yeah, sortedornot.com. Yeah. That's where sorted or not came from because sorted.com wasn't available. Mm. Mm. So. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to watching the show though. Oh, that's, yeah, uh, that's Matt's uh, new, new garage. It's, yep, Matt's garage is awesome. Oh, is it? It's done? It's done. Yeah, he's, oh, he's open for business. So if, if you want to go to West Coast Collectors Car Storage, uh, check it out. There's a bunch of cool cars there, bunch of capacity. And I'm trying to talk them into turning it into a membership club too, so people can just go hang out. It's a really cool facility. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Have some of your pigs. What was that Scott, uh, whiskey name? Oh, Whistle Pig. Go whistle Pig. Some whistle pig. Yeah, some whistle pig. They told me Whistle Pig has... 70% market share in whiskeys over a hundred dollars. That's uh, that's wow. inexpensive, oh, but, but that's a hundred dollar bottle at least. This, this is like 130 bucks. Yep, Ooh, that's mm. pretty steep. Now but, they, they go up to like 700 a bottle. Yikes! Wow, yeah. oh, where, 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 where is it made? Uh, it's made in Vermont, Vermont. Oh, okay, very cool. And wait, now is that is this a sponsor? They, they are a sponsor. They're also, they provide me lots of alcohol. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> nice being, if they're a sponsor there, so, you get the, good. you get free. So, it's, right. It's my race gas. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Rob. Thanks, man. That was Great really fun. Having right. you. Super entertaining. Uh, good no luck problem. on your endeavors. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to sorted. That'll yeah. be, that's going to be fun. I, I might put wagers on it, so I might, have, hey, I might be calling you and say, "Hey, which one wins, man? Come on!" Uh, we're not releasing that, so that's uh, <laughs> that. That would be something fun to bet on. Yeah. So, okay, Taro. Uh, thank you, Rob. And then, yeah, uh, pull the ripcord when you can. Just say, "Hey, I'll, gotta, I'll give you a wave before you run." Go. Yeah. Uh, Taro, why don't you go ahead and go first, then? Should I go? Okay. Talk about the Z, yeah. So I, I, I'd like to hear Rob kind of maybe make some, uh, so, make some comments on. Can you guys he, see this? Yes, yes I see it. it. All right. Beautiful. So actually, this, that actually looks nice. That's it does. Nice photo, See, the, the profile is my favorite angle of this car. And uh, I, I was telling you guys earlier, too, that I was um, bored already a couple, <laughs> couple <laughs> weeks ago that that the profile is my favorite. You know, this car is not as slim as it actually looks. The um, it doesn't look that slim. And now it looks like a fat car. Yeah, well, the katana helps a little bit because the silver line oh, right silver. there on the top yeah. makes it look a little bit lower and how the side skirt angles up a little bit um, helps it too to kind of uh, tuck that waist in a little bit. Let's see, what do we have here? It would be cool if that actually was a katana that you could kind of take off, you know, like yeah. Yeah. on style. But it, I like the katana. Off. <laughs> yeah, it, it, look, it looks good though. The katana looks, looks really good in there. I, I thought it kind of looked weird um, in the pictures, but in reality, it, it kind of looked cool. And um, the part that I was most like bothered, yeah, what's that? Looks like a Pikachu. <laughs> well, the color, yeah, <laughs> the color does. Like, I feel like it needs arms. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I was bothered about the grill more than anything though. Um, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's common, common, uh, common critique. Yeah. 
but you know it wasn't as bad either when you get to actually see it the um, you know they have these uh kind of oval shaped um little pieces within the grill and it doesn't just look like a big black box in the front but like larry said when he was on the show larry chen you know there's always aftermarket and I know someone's going to come up. Well, come we've up already seen the, renderings, right? Where they right. I mean, I don't think a car should be awesome if it needs the aftermarket. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ooh. no, that's a that that is a point too, man. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we can we can work with this. Is is not yeah. the definition of car I want to buy. <laughs> well, uh, you know what, Rob? I think that's what they said about Anne Hathaway. It, we can yeah. work with this, and they made her look good. So. Yeah, she, she, she's great in film. Yeah. See this, uh, uh, oh, yeah, how did the rear look, Tarl? Did it bring you, you know, back? Uh, yeah, the the three memories of yeah, the Z thirty two. Yeah, yeah, the three um, Z thirty two uh, kind of uh, you know throwback was v right. very much there. Yeah, it's uh, you know the 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 tail lights are the same uh, shape as the little oval pieces within the grill as well. So that was kind of consistent with the oh, design. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the interior is my favorite part of the car. Every, every, the exterior, I don't think there's any angle on that car that I'm like, I, I see the appeal. Mm. But the interior, it does have a nice cockpit and the manual box. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's got a lot of uh, desirables inside. It just the exterior does nothing for me. Well, you'll be spending your time inside it if you want it. So. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, it's also <laughs> yeah, you want to look. Yeah, car yeah. Looks like otherwise everybody would be driving Prius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the I think the biggest appeal is that it's a sports car, you know, coming out in 2020, and it's a manual transmission, right? I mean, that I think that that is probably really the biggest appeal. The bar pretty low here. Yeah, that is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> a sports car. comes with a manual transmission. So, yeah. But uh, but you said it does look a lot better in person, right? It does. It looks a lot better than it does in the pictures. It's a lot more sleeker and. Um, the pictures really don't do it justice. So yeah. if you weren't going to like a lunch with Rob, would be something you'd want to own? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Rob's kind of starting to convince me otherwise, but uh, I was I was really excited about it when I first saw it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, I, I would buy it. I think I, I would be in the market for something. I would seriously okay, consider here's the, it. Here's the question. I know, Tara, I don't think you're the type to... Um, um, tune or tweak or modify your own cars because I've never really seen you modify your own cars before. But is this something you would probably get modified? Uh, I would own it for a little bit, you know, stock, and then for this car, I would probably modify it. Looks and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would. I, I don't I know would. how. I don't know how heavy I would go, but uh, you, you know, I, uh, the car looks like it's going to be. You know, it, it's not a light car, right? Because we already know the 370Z, which is yeah. same same platform and everything, is not light, light car. So right, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, we used to have a company car, the 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 350Z. Remember the one that Masa used to drive? That was heavily heavily modified. Uh, I can't remember, but you guys did. You guys had one. Yeah, the okay. silver one, the Tommy Kyra one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this one, yeah, maybe maybe this will be your next one. Possibility. Yeah, yeah, there's a possibility. Yeah, James. I mean, I like it. I, I mean, even with just being in the the 370 50th anniversary, 
as much as I didn't like it at the start, it sort of oh, grows me when you're driving and throwing it around on the track and uh, not on the track, but on the streets, I should say. It was just it was just fun, and if you can get that for that that sort of performance for around the price point of what it's going to be, you say like forty to forty five thousand, I think at the end, it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good place to be. I mean, it's it's where you can feel comfortable putting the money oh, into it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, it's I, I think it's really going to be really really heavily three seventy influenced if they're going to bring it to market next year because of the time frame. Um, but if they've got the, and they've got the updates, I mean, I don't think it's going to have, I can't see it having that digital display, uh, for the driver. I think that's going to be too expensive. I think that's going to go away, but everything else I think looks totally reasonable in there. Oh, you think there'll be analog? Yeah, I think there'll be some analog in there. I just think it's going to be too expensive to put that much, uh, digitization into it. If that makes sense. Tara, you'd, you'd get the manual, wouldn't you? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah I would. Too. I would get it. It's got that synchro mesh thing, or synchro. It's the mesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's synchro there. rev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. And it's a left-hand drive, which is nice to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a go for me. It's a thumbs up for me. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, you got to see it. You, yeah, you got to see it in person. It That's a good, good view. Oh, so, uh, did you sit in it? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. It was good. Um, I know that this got driven around though, right? Because Larry Chen had it out for a couple of days, and that was, they were—I don't know if Larry was driving. I have a feeling he probably wasn't driving it, and someone from Nissan was probably looking after it. I'm, but, I'm not sure, but he was taking pictures of it. Um, yeah, actual driving photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, it's got some for. Did you get to look in the engine bay at all, or not? No, they did not let uh, anyone open up the engine bay. Hey, look at, look at these. Look at these Easter eggs. I, engine in there. Um, there is an engine in there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a three seventy Nismo in there. Well, it says three hundred seventy miles for three seventy Z, nineteen sixty nine for the first S thirty that came yeah. out. So, oh, see, that's the side skirt. Oh, a little carbon Very fiber. Nice. Yeah, carbon fiber, um, okay. and then the katana, yeah. and this one. Three sixty nine. Yeah. Kind of a dusty shot, but it's okay. Yeah, that's the best I could. My <laughs> iPhone can do. If you were a road and track photographer, Tara, you could have come up with something better there. I know. Uh, well, it's okay, man. Uh, the rear diffuser is also carbon fiber, though. Okay. Is yeah. it? Okay. Can't yeah. lose in this photo, but yeah. Not in this photo, but. Um, okay. I, I, and there's a selfie. <laughs> oh, look at that. So, so you were really there? Yeah, that's I was awesome. really there, yeah. Your Instagram photo. It was uh, Cody Walker. He was there. Sung Kang was there too. Sean Lee was there. Sean Morris was there. You know there. who wasn't there, Tara? James McKeon. And Sam Matani. That's right. <laughs> well, I probably could have invited myself, but I, you know, it's like, you know, because I, you know, I, I do, you know, I do work with Nissan, so. All right. So that's it. Cool. I liked okay. it. I liked it. All right. Cool. All right. All right. So moving on to then my segment. Um, hold on. Let me get my notes out. You got more Z stuff? Yeah. Well, Z and um, uh, and um, what you gonna call it? So, okay. So, um, as you guys know, with that Z, um, um, there's no official word from Nissan yet about uh, a possible convertible version of the car. But uh, just so you guys know that the um, uh, the Z has had a convertible version since 1993 uh, with the Z32. You know, the car we were just talking about. So. Mm-hmm. And the current 370Z, you know, there is called the 370Z Roadster, but that car was discontinued this year. 
Now, Taro, give me a reason why you think it was dis discontinued. It's another, it's a, the year 2020, you know, things, thing, things don't go well for a lot of it, you know, but why do you think it was discontinued? I, you know, I mean, I think it was, number one, it wasn't selling well, number one. And yeah. the reason was because it was, uh, it was heavy. Yeah. Uh, with all, you know, all the, all the, you know, uh, yeah. roadsters or convert was always heavier than the right. stock version. And it only came with an automatic uh, gearbox and it was a little more, you know, it was a little pricey. So mm. uh, the car wasn't doing that well. So they um, uh, got rid of it this year. But yeah. our otaku spies says, hey, you know, uh, with this uh, the, this upcoming car, the one you saw, uh, mm -hmm. it's given Nissan uh, and the engineers uh, to refine and kind of you know rework the current Z's platform, right, mm -hmm. for the upcoming car because you know it's going to have another different engine, and you know uh, everyone's still calling it the 400Z. We don't know if that's going to be the uh, official name or not, but yeah. uh, they said they've decided on a name already, but. They're, they're not saying they're not saying yeah okay so we'll just call it the 400z for uh um, argument's sake but uh uh they say a convertible z could could be a reality um it's not going to take much to make it into a convertible because it's already been a convertible and um they said they'll they'll probably learn their lessons from um the 370z roadster and Make sure it has a soft top, which a 370Z Roadster also did, but it won't have an automatic roof. So that'll try to, you know, they'll try to keep the weight down as much as possible. And they'll probably equip it with a manual uh, gearbox. Mm -hmm. So, there, you know, that will make the convertible uh, version way more popular because, I mean, if I was driving a convertible down, like, you know, in a mountain road, like uh, uh, Rob was saying, you know, it's with the top down. You, you know, you gotta you gotta have a manual gearbox, you know, <laughs> just kind of do right. And heated seats. And and he exactly and heated seats. So and you like that little blower on the back of your neck as well. That's yeah. I don't need that. I don't That's need a little that. bit too uh, pricey for most cars. But yeah, yeah I, I don't need that. I'll just I'll grow a mullet or something, you know. Wear <laughs> <laughs> a scarf. Yeah, but uh, here's some, uh, James has been kind enough to put up uh, some of these renderings of some Zs that uh, are out there of mm -hmm. a convertible version. Um, I, and I, to tell you the truth, say again? That one looks like a Miata, the red one. It does. Yeah, they, well, you know, I think the car's gonna end up looking a little like a Miata, you know, uh, you know, especially that, in photos. Is that a good thing? Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing, but is it a good thing? I mean, I like think you said, the, yeah, I, it's not. Well, no, because if it looks too much like it, like you said, Rob, I mean, in a way, it's a, can I have a convertible, please, kind of a thing, right? I mean. Uh, I disagree. I think this one does not look like a Miata at all. I think it looks like a Fiat 124 Spider. Totally yeah, different. Yeah, it looks, it looks like that, too. But, you yeah. know, the Fiat Spider, are, aren't they kind of, no, no, is it the Alpha? But, the, you know, the Miata is pretty much the same car as one of, one of those Italian ones. So. It is exactly the same car. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. it so, is. I'm going to um, jump in this call. Guys. Thank you for having me. You out of here. Oh, thanks, Rob, buddy. Thanks, thanks, man. Thank you so thanks, much, Rob. Rob. It was an absolute Enjoy pleasure. The, the show. I look forward to seeing it. All right. See All right. you. Thanks. Take care. Okay. So uh, Rob couldn't handle too much Z and the, no, he didn't. <laughs> the he's not, he's definitely not a fan. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I think it works as a convertible. I mean, but Taro, here's the thing. You lose the katana. You I lose know, the, You, you lose the roof line. And you, you lose that profile you like, I think. The roof line. So yeah. Tell me, guys, what you think. Should the, should, should the you know, when the S30 came out and, you know, the subsequent models, they never had a convertible, okay? 
it's with the Z32 in, was it 92 or whatever I said, uh, is when the um, convertible came, you know, uh, Z convertible. Is, is it time to just do away with the convertible or is there room? Is there a need? Is there, is there a reason? That's the word I want. Reason for a Z convertible. Well, you guys know I'm not a, I'm not a convertible guy. No, I'm not saying for you. I'm just saying for the market, <laughs> for the world. Um, I I don't know why we would need one though. I just don't get the. Uh, I mean, it, is it worth it? You don't. You, you don't think there's a. You don't think there's a. You know, a big enough uh, demand for a convertible? I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I okay. would like. I would think that uh, we'll have the Nissan Proto Z come out next year. We'll talk all year about them doing a convertible. In 2022, they'll talk the convertible will come out. In 2023, we'll have a Nismo version of the regular car come out. And I think that then you'll have a Nismo convertible. That gives you four years worth of four years of releases with the same car, gives you four years worth of coverage, very little, very little things to, to change mechanically. The design will probably be pretty straightforward. You don't have to do too much tool tooling differences on the assembly line. And I think it gives you a four year run out of a platform that's been going since what, 2011? Yeah, a while. And so that's and a 15, also, year pla yeah. 15 year platform on the car. And then it gives you time to say, well, is it making us money? Can we put that, is Nissan making money? Is it, is it in a better place now? Can we go with something different? Where can we go? But that's four years worth of car you're getting out of it. A 350 stroke 370 car, basically. And uh, just mind you, it might be a 55 to 60 thousand dollar car at mm -hmm. least. So yeah. it's going to get a little expensive. Yeah. But you know, I mean, as James says, hey, you know, you you get, you know, you you could kind of extend the appeal, brand appeal of the car, and you know, like I said, they had a, they had 370Z roadster before, so you know, strengthening the you know the rigidity and all that stuff and you know working you know I, yeah that's all really straightforward i think for at this point especially for this car sam Aranga. i mean i think they could probably come out with it easily at launch but i think it's it's pragmatic for them to have different ones come out over right. certain periods of time to a couple keep years the, after yeah to keep the interest in the brand and then keep rejuvenating it and say these are the changes we've made so james yeah. says yes uh for nissan's sake for disease appeal in its life uh you know, it's lifespan. It, it's probably a good idea to have one. So, uh, Taro's saying, nah, you don't like, you don't think the don't, world doesn't need this car. I don't know. Nah, well, I mean, Nissan will probably come out with it, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if the world needs it. Yeah, I don't know if the yeah. world needs it. But what if now, uh, go, going straight to uh, the uh, my next car, um, the Toyota Supra comes out with the convertible, okay? Because, you know, the BMW Z4, the car that the Supra is based on, right? Or pretty much it's the same car, just with a different body, mm -hmm. is, you know, is a convertible. Yeah. And yeah. even uh, Tetsuya Tada, right? The um, uh, Tada-san, the um, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, chief engineer of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, of the Supra said, hey, of course, and I'm quoting now, of mm -hmm. course we considered the convertible. And uh, when you think about it, you know, this is something that would make sense considering, you know, the fifth gen Supra is so closely related to the Z4. This is what he's saying still. Mm -hmm. So it probably wouldn't be very hard to come out with a convertible A90. Mm. So that's what he said. So it sounds like there's going to be a convertible. Okay. Sounds like there could be one. It I mean, it's like technically not hard to come, come up with one. 
Right. Now, with the A, uh, the, the, the previous Supra, right, I mean, I think they had a Targa version, but they never really had a convertible total drop-top, open-top mm, model, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they, uh, most of the people uh, in Japan, not the Toyota people, are saying, hey, the A, uh, well, our Otaku Spice is the buzz is that it'll, if, if there is going to be a Toyota Supra convertible, uh, you know, the A90, it will be um, a Targa. But the Otaku saying, that's not what um, they're hearing from um, Toyota. They said uh, it probably will be a soft top, full on soft top model like the Z4. Um, and Toyota hasn't made a convertible version of the 8.6, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that could easily be a convertible. But they did build a concept model, but they decided not to build it. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that concept model. At, uh, Auto Salon, I at think. Auto Salon or right, Long, the one. They had one at Long Beach, too. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, so you can look at it two ways. Uh, they didn't want to do the convertible A eight six, right? Because they were planning on doing it with the Supra, mm. right? Because they didn't want to, you know, two roadster, two seat yeah. um, sports uh, convertible sports cars. I don't know if they're thinking that far ahead. Do you think they were thinking that far ahead when they oh, were? Dude, these guys are thinking like 10, 15, 20 years ahead. They, yeah. they already have like drawings and, and uh, stuff of cars that are like 10 years in the future. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, they're thinking way ahead. Okay. So, yeah, trust me, they are. All right. uh, and, and so, you know, so maybe they're not interested in making, uh, making, you know, having two convertibles. So the Supra, they are saving it for the Supra. Or Toyota says, hey, you know, we just don't want to do any convertibles, which mm-hmm. I don't think is the case. Our talk probably says, hey, you could pretty much count on the super coming out as a convertible, but we don't know yet. So, so anyways, what do you guys think about that? If the Z, Taro, if you don't think the Z, we really need a Z convertible in the world, does that mean we don't really need a super convertible in the world? Thank you, uh, James. Well, the Targa, um, the Targa would be interesting, I think, for the Supra. To me, you know, Targa's always, like even the Porsche 911s, I'm not a big Targa guy because, you know, hey, if you're going to do a convertible, do a convertible, you know? Let's do, let's go all the way, you know, not just <laughs> remove the roof and put it in the... Yeah, I, I just don't well, I know like, it makes it heavier and all that stuff, but yeah, well, it, do a convertible. I just, I just don't like how the way the convertible totally just messes up the the form of the car, though. When it's when it's you know, sometimes it looks nicer, you know, the the body line there. But with the Supra, you know, like the Z, I can understand, even though you know, I still think it it probably work as a convertible. But I like that roof line. With the yeah, Supra, yeah. really, some people hate that double bubble, right? Yeah. So that gets rid of that. So mm, yeah, I think the Supra. To tell you the truth, I would. Here's you're not gonna believe this. I'm not a really convertible guy, but I'm gonna go on the record right now. To me, a convertible Supra would be more appealing than the hardtop Supra. I'm going to go on the record and say that this rendering, however this person has done it, while I'm sure they are an absolutely lovely person, this is a horrendous rendering of a vehicle. (laughs) Uh, There's another one. No, we'll get to that. uh, We'll get to that in a second. But I just want to point out how grotesque and hideous (laughs) this rendering is. Now, I don't mean you are a lovely person, but this is awful. This okay, is an we'll abomination. Go to the other one. But this one from uh, but my buddy and probably your buddy, John Sibal, is wonderful. But this really does just look like a be I mean, take if you put your thumb over that Toyota bed to the front there, that's a BMW Z4 any mm. day of the week. And it's yeah, just nice, yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. get it out there. 
Done. Perfect. Wonderful. Hey, hey James, let me uh, let me um, um, put up a uh, photo real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, now, uh, these tuners in Japan have already made one. <laughs> they chopped down the tent, so that's <laughs> Tokyo Auto Salon. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it could be Auto Salon, or it could be some Auto Messi. Uh, yeah, maybe they're planning on you know planning. I think on, you uh, bring it to the auto salon, and you know. I think you went the other way with that, Taro. Instead of going auto, you should have just stopped with awful. Is where we should that go with that. Really, at this okay, point in time. Uh, you know what? I have to agree with James. That is. Uh, hold on, uh, here's another one. You're thinking about the angle. orange one, right? Yeah, the orange yeah, one. It looks hideous. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hideous. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's guys. It's not that good, honestly. It's not but, hideous. It's truly, truly an abomination. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, so these are actual photos of the car that someone actually made it into a real. And I, you know, bless, to me, bless their little cotton socks. They put the time and effort in, and I'm sure it's lovely. And it's there. oh, you are, yeah, you're exactly you're, what they you're, want. You're pissing off but, a lot of people today, James. Uh, I get that from you, but uh, <laughs> it's not for me. This one is not for me. This is a hard pass. Yeah, uh, to me, for me, if it's done right, I think I would rather have a Toyota Supra convertible than a Toyota Supra. And again, this will be about a, probably a $60,000 car, at least. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm kind of uh, with you on that, Sam. I mean, um, I'm not a big big fan of the current, well, the, the, you know, the top, the bubble roof anyway. So. Oh, yeah, I don't mind the bubble roof. I just think the car, the car I think, yeah, works. I mean, like John Sabal's, uh the white uh, convertible. Uh, go ahead, James. Can you put up the John that, Sabal one? Yeah, was, so we don't have to look, look at this. Look that at that horrible. really good. Yeah, I mean. That Taro, you know, Taro and James, you guys know, like Tokyo Auto Salon, those Japanese students, some of them, you know, the bad taste is part of the... They're, that's the part of the appeal. That's part of the part of the fun. It's like exactly. wanting, it's so. like seeing something that you shouldn't yeah. be seeing, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like watching a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't turn away. I just yeah. can't stop watching this. Exactly. Right, right, right. Stuff, can't, can't stop looking at this. So anyways, the, those are the two um, uh, um, cars that we're talking about. Uh, look for it. We really think they uh our otaku spices they're both coming this but what i really still, think yeah. I, I would be looking for as opposed to a convertible sam i'm actually really looking for a car that i'd like that i could just fly to my destination you know it's funny you ask james oh really <laughs> it's funny you ask last week two companies introduced uh not introduced their their cars but they actually um, had some test drives of their, you guessed it, flying cars. Oh my okay. word! How did I know that? How did God. I hit the nail on the head there and set that one up for you? Because yeah, probably because I emailed you and say, hey James, give me a good lead into this. So, right. anyways, well done. <laughs> so, okay, so hey, uh, here's the thing with these things. These two, uh, what makes them kind of special is yes, they're, they're just, they just made news. Show us uh, some pictures last week. I, I need to know these. which one he's talking about first. Okay, Carol, yeah, hold on. And both of them, uh, you know, when we talk about miniature uh, or flying cars, they're, they're, a lot of them are just miniature airplanes, right? They're not really cars. But these are actual cars, cars that you can drive to work every day that also fly, okay? Okay. So, uh, and two of these flying cars made new last week. The first one was Klein Vision Flying Car. Klein Vision. Uh, they call it Air Car. So Klein Vision Air Car. 
Okay. I mean, oh, the okay. size the size of the wings in this make it perfect for the 405. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely no, no, yeah, 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 no, no, no. James, James, those wings retract; they go in. Let's next to you. You're telling me there's a YouTube video that shows this, Sam. Oh my God! Why? Well, you read my mind. Oh my word! Look at that. Uh, are you showing the video? Yeah, there it is. So yeah, so they released this video last week. Uh, their first official test run, uh, test flight. I'm sorry, and you see it's a it's as you see you press oh, a button. Of, it folds down. Folds yes, inside. you press a button. You see, and then this happens. So you could actually drive this car, and this son of a gun flies, man. So you need uh, both a uh, uh, a pilot license and you probably do. You probably license. do. You probably do. <laughs> no, the, you only need a license to be cool to drive this. Yeah. Drive yeah. this. Fly this. Hey, you know what, uh, James? I could I could see Nige doing this. Oh, so there it is. my lord! How fast does this car go? To I'm gonna I'm gonna air? tell you. I'm gonna give you all the specs and oh, everything. I do wish they'd cleaned this camera lens that they were shooting this on. <laughs> that piece of dust is incredibly hey man, annoying it's, right it's, there. It's, in it's the Slovakia, of okay? It's Slovakia. Oh, it's, not, it's Slovakia. This company is Slova uh, a Slovakian company. Yes. So you know, we don't know if it's very reliable. So uh, I don't know if I would be flying too much, you know, because something goes wrong, you know, you can only go Well, you just way. drive it off, Sam. Well, not, 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 not like you just land. You just drive it straight well, away. If you, well, if you can land, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, there's the official video. And so they, they shared this video and it, it that was its maiden flight. And they, I think they posted that last Tuesday or Thursday or something. So it's very October recent. October 27th. Okay, so it's very recent, okay. So, you know, you could see the futuristic looking air car driving on the tarmac and it's at a airport, Piestani Airport something. So, and uh, you see the rear section of the uh, car slid back, right? And the two wings popped out of the car. So, and they unfolded. So, um, um, I don't know if we got to it yet, but the, once the, once the uh, uh, flight is, flight's complete, the wings retract back into the car and you just drive off on your merry way on the 405 or whatever. <laughs> So this ultra lightweight two seater is powered by a one. Oh my god, it gets shorter too. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. It it, it uh, the the rear extends and oh, retracts. Yeah. Right. So the rear uh, the uh, so it's powered by a one point six liter BMW engine that puts out only one hundred forty five one hundred forty horsepower, man. So you would think it's but uh, this startup the uh, this uh, uh, Klein Vision they call them uh, the company. Uh, claims that their aircraft will have has a flying range of about 620 miles, so you could fly to San Francisco from LA. Okay, so and, it uses the same. Oh engine. no, you could almost fly to San Francisco, but you can make it to Vegas. So obviously, it only has one engine, and that yes. engine yes. Pro propels the propeller as well. Is yes, yes, and it's flying top flying speed 124 miles per hour. So you know, it goes pretty fast. I mean, I would really love to get some of my Japanese tuna friends to put a little more power in it, so maybe go 200 miles, but you'd probably die. So anyway. Uh, I just want to touch on something. Yeah. HKS uh, yeah. you said, Turbo you said it's got a range of 610 miles. 620. 620 miles. Yes. I mean, how on earth do you drive to San Francisco, Sam, since it's only sub I, I said, miles uh, yeah, to uh, yeah, exactly. I said you could almost make it to San Francisco, but you could make it to Vegas. No, you can, San Francisco is 380 miles away. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, like, how are you getting there? Sorry, are you going sorry, by sorry. a Vegas was, to get no, there? No, I was, I was doing round trip. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. okay. 
but yeah, so but you could just refuel. You could just here's the thing: you, you could land and refuel somewhere, you know, and you could go to New York. What? How, how, how long would it take to fly there at that speed, well, though? Well, just uh, divide the by 124 miles an hour if you're going top speed the whole time. And so how, how uh, you know? How far so, is, okay. Well, it'll it'll take um, three hours. San Francisco. Yeah, three hours. Uh, three under hours. three hours. Less yeah, than three hours. Great. Yeah, less than three hours. Probably two and a half hours. That's not that bad. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. And you could like do the coastline, you know? So, yeah. So, okay. So, and you know, all you have to do is push a button and you go from car to plane. So, so I think it's kind of cool. I don't know, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You well, think, it's, I, you I think it's cooler than this next one, though, Sam? That's Wait, hold on, but. So the, uh, the this, uh, Klein Vision, right? It took okay. the company only 18 months of development to get to this stage from scratch. Oh my God. Yeah, so they're saying, hey, they're gonna have this car in production within the next six months. So uh, by, by, you know, by, by summer of next year for sure. So uh, I don't, I, I haven't heard of a price yet. So, um, but I, I don't think it's gonna be cheap, but yeah. How much do you think something like this would cost? So I, have I, no I would idea. bet about two hundred thousand bucks at least. Well, I, well, with the whole, you know, yeah, I, I would say about two because you know you could get a used like Cessna prop plane for you know what 30,000 bucks, right? Twenty five, thirty grand. So, you know, yeah, but it's a brand new, you know, it's a brand new. I, yeah, the insurance plane. is gonna. Yeah, I think the insurance will be tricky. You know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, you know, if you go down on one of these, I, I don't think you're, I don't care if you have a helmet or whatever, you're not, you're, you're, not, <laughs> you're, 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 you're not walking out, yeah, you're not walking away. So. Yeah, but you know, you also see these guys, you know, flying with these like little helicopter planes that look like they're like kites, right? You've seen these people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, those look fun. But you know, like I said, if you go down to one of those, you're, I don't think you're, you're, you're yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. So anyway, so uh, then um, the other uh, the other um, 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 introduction was uh, by a company called Samson Sky, and their their little flying car is called the Switchblade. Okay, and this thing was introduced as a concept ten years ago, and last week Samson Sky put the car on the runway. Get this, to just get to its takeoff speed of uh, eighty-eight miles an hour. 88 miles on it, it didn't fly okay okay is that what happened instead <laughs> that's okay hold on we'll get to that okay um is it powered by 1.21 gigawatts is that what it's powered <laughs> no it's by? not but it's close i'm gonna we're gonna get to that klein vision is putting these guys to shame they are okay but the, the reason it didn't fly is because they didn't put the wings on it or any of the aero parts to make it airborne right they just wanted to make sure it could get to takeoff speed okay uh to me okay it's not news the news to me was this is kind of ridiculous because it's pretty anticlimactic because any clunker can get 88 <laughs> miles an hour you know so <laughs> any corolla okay. couldn't do 88 yeah. but what's funny is this is what their their press release said okay because they uh, and it was on pr newswire so coincidentally uh that 88 miles an hour is the same speed the famous DeLorean had to reach before it could travel through the time, travel uh, through time in the epic uh, movie Back to the Future. Um, I'm still quoting now. The switchblade is touted as being a personal, quote unquote, like uh, Austin Powers, time machine <laughs> because of the incredible amount of time it can save people. 
The vehicle is designed to turn a 10-hour regional driving, driving trip of 500 miles into a three-and-a-half-hour drive-fly trip door-to-door. So... That's what they. Uh, they that's what they said. So they but are. Do they have retracting? Uh, no, I think you got to bolt them on. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you, you got to bolt them on. It doesn't come out and like automatically do the stuff that. No, the on. yeah, the the Samson Sky was cool, right? So oh, this. The, the yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Wait. Let me see what. Uh, yeah. So that's how it looks with the. Uh, and I, I don't. I. You know what? To tell you the truth, Tar, I don't know. Uh, but the, you know the car that did the um, uh, uh, 88 miles an hour on the and you could probably see it on YouTube. I think mm-hmm. it's on YouTube. It, it didn't have any. It didn't have any of that on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I, I don't know if you bolt them on or if they, if that's how the car comes with the wings and they just took them off. I don't know. So, but the Switchblade Flying, flying Sports Car is classified as a motorcycle by the mm-hmm. U.S. Department of Transportation. Okay, even though they you know they call it a flying sports car. Uh, what now? This one's probably quicker because uh, it is quicker. The engine is a turbocharged uh, uh, V4. Okay, so kind of a motorcycle engine. Yeah, right. yeah. 200 horsepower, and the car is capable of going to zero to sixty in six point five seconds. So you could probably get to your eighty-eight mile. It's not uh, that fast speed. either, though. Yeah. Well, 6.5 used to be fast. I mean, yeah. yes, a fast like a three second. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's it'll go one hundred twenty-five miles an hour top speed okay uh, it's a designed to cruise in the air the cruise right and in flight at 160 miles per hour and have a top speed air top speed 190 miles per hour and a 500 mile driving range so you could do the san francisco trip what you know quick like two hours you know yeah yeah so it um, must be really light they probably wanted to shave uh weight so they have the 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 yeah, before, and again, right? if you go down in this thing while you're in the air, I, I don't think you're going to be coming out coming out of it. No, there's there's not much protection no, in no, any of those planes. Yeah, anyway. No airbags are to save you when you're dropping no. from like twenty thousand whatever feet. There. I, it doesn't really say what you know how how high they're meant to be cruising because you know the higher you go, the you know the thinner the air and all that stuff. So yeah, um, and and you know and the lower you stay, the more you know, the, the more fuel you burn, you know, the yeah. higher because of the less air resistance uh, uh, in higher altitude. So, but uh, it's $150,000 for this. Mm-hmm. And um, um, yeah. Uh, oh, $150,000 uh, yeah. for the, the switch blade? Or the switch the, blade. No, okay. the switch blade is one hundred fifty grand. So yeah, I don't know what the Klein, the, the air car is yet. So. I will say the Klein Vision really gives me feedback to uh, Mitsuoka, is it the Orochi? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. To tell you the truth, it's not one of my, not one of the prettiest cars. Not ever. the prettiest cars ever. Yeah. But what, yeah. what you mean? If I'm looking at that car right now, and it came out in 2001, I'm like, that is the bee's yeah. knees right there. <laughs> that is yeah. styling. <laughs> that is. Whew. I hope, I hope the Japanese, uh, the Japanese people don't uh, are, are are seeing this. But you know, the designer of the car I met, nice guy, right? I'm Ooh. sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he looks just like the car. The way his, yeah, no, the way his mouth is and his eyes, he, he, I go, oh my God, he looks like the car. I can't so, believe uh, you've made Taro leave with that uh, comment. Wait, wait, put in Orochi designer. See if... Uh, oh, man. Are we doing I this? can't believe you're putting this guy on blast. No, I'm not. I like him. He's a great guy. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, the designer, I guess it... Put in the images. Hit images. Yeah, yeah hit the image. Okay, now it doesn't it doesn't come out. Oh wait, it might he might be in that photo 
down there. Yeah. Uh, it's not really working out. For... Oh, there he is. He's on the left. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there he is. He's on okay. the left. Yeah, you got to make it bigger. Doesn't he look like the car? <laughs> that's the that's the one thing you remembered about interviewing. Yeah, this guy? see the guy on the left. I can't, I'll be honest. I don't see it myself. You know, Donnie, he looks like the car. But I think he does have a wonderful cravat. I will say that he I does. really he's like his very, cravat. Well, it's very stylish. All those, all those designers, they you know, they dress kind of. He know, does. Stylishly. He does look like the car. I told you. That's the first thing. I, I, what I will say is, I like that guy on the right. I like how happy he is. Uh, he's he Mr. Mitsuoka. Like, I think he, Mr. Mitsuoka looks yeah. like a very happy gentleman. Yes, he does. That's a that was like a hundred thousand dollars, and that was I think. Powered by a little four four banger, I think. Turbocharged four banger. So I can't remember. But anyways, I remember meeting the designer. I go, hey, you know, just kind of looking at him in the car. Did you I tell him? It. Did you tell him? Oh, heck no, heck no. <laughs> of course, at I'm least at least he knows now. <laughs> heck no. So, anyways, that's my uh, entertainment segment for uh, this oh, week. Man. I'm glad you guys uh, had fun. But hey, support. hey, uh, so we're, we we do scoops here, flying cars. They're in the future, you know. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, that that's going to be a tough one, though, especially in the U.S. You know, with driving around. I don't know, but I would like. Hey, if I was, if I were, you know, if I were, if I had, I don't know, a place to store that thing, I wouldn't mind having one, just to have. Yeah, but it's just to go well, for a yeah, flight around the, you know, I I wouldn't do it the, like a San Francisco. I I yeah, I'd be just. I hate I hate being in planes, in especially yeah. prop planes. I'm just a nervous, you know passenger on a small on small planes but you know just it might be fun to just kind of you know i don't know i don't know. I, I would not have james drive for sure <laughs> where we're not going, just you just <laughs> we don't need roads that's what i'll say about that so anyways and i'm sure that i'm sure the uh the, the the feeling's mutual i mean i don't think you would want me piloting you guys around in the air in a flying car right? i'd be very very comfortable with a man that's gone 200 miles and 203 miles an hour on the self flats driving me exactly. around exactly 203 miles an hour how do you know that thank you yeah yeah i'm in the 200 mile an hour club so anyways that's what I'll say about that. I'm very happy to have either of you two drive me around. All right. Well, All right. I would. I still wouldn't have you, James, drive me in a flying car in a James, normal car. James, hit it. What do you got? Okay. Well, I haven't got too much this week. I mean, I've, well, I just thought I'd just briefly touch on uh, the Formula One news. Obviously, we've got uh, a man, young man by the name of Lewis Hamilton, as who some might say would be possibly in discussion to be one of the greatest Formula One drivers of all time. Maybe they get into that conversation. I never but, said uh, maybe. I said he is in the conversation. <laughs> well, uh, you didn't say how many other people were in that conversation, though, uh, Mr. Oh, Bittani. God. Uh, let's say three or four. Four. So anyway, with that being the case. <laughs> five. He keeps, five. He keeps, five he drivers like, in that conversation. He looks like he's going to be the first one to hit 100 Formula One Grand Prix wow. wins. But wow. there is obviously wow. talk. Maybe he's going to walk away this year. Maybe he won't come back. But uh, I have a hard time believing that he's not. I have a hard time believing. Right? I have he's a hard time. Every record. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I'll give you my five in that conversation, James. Just to okay. Yeah. Who's uh, in that? Probably Nuvolari. Okay. Fangio. Okay. Uh, Senna. Okay. Schumacher. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Lewis Hamilton. So he's in good, great company. Okay. No, no Andre de Cesaris in that mix? No, 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 no. No Ukyo Katayama in that mix? Uh, no, 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 no. 
We're talking about greatest of all time. I mean, it's hard to do it with you know eras of of course you know it's always like you know you know Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, you know all that stuff. Yeah. That's well, I don't think they'd be very good Formula One drivers to be honest because they're too tall. They're too tall. Well, good for the yeah, aerodynamics. I'm not saying them. I'm not saying them. But I mean, those are those would be. <laughs> and then think about it. I mean, think Actually, you know what? They'd I, have to I, be I, in the car. If I Will would Chamberlain was in the car, how would he fit? Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. How would he fit? I would put one more driver in there just because he's my favorite kind of, even though he, you know, he, he, he died uh, before he was, uh, before I was, I think, even born. So uh, G Jimmy Clark, just because he, I think he had just the uh, most, just pure, just natural talent, you know, but I, you know, and like Nuvolari, Man, uh, they're way ahead of my, my time. So, you know, but, you know, just from what they have accomplished, you know, when they're, when they're racing, uh, when they're in their heydays, you know, I, that, that, that's my that's my six all time all time great so lewis hamilton is in very good company okay okay well we'll see but uh, but that's really it i mean obviously we've, it's still been one of those strange weeks where things have been going along and not too much is happening obviously on the news front because apparently there's something else happened yesterday that's kind of in the news and still got kerfuffle about today still going on um, I, obviously, Mercedes tied up the championship, and I think, as you can see there, Lewis Hamilton is almost 100 points of, ahead of Valtteri. Um, I can it's see boring. That. I'm going to tell you, Formula One is boring. Well, it's too I, boring. Well, it's because Lewis Hamilton just demolishes well, not just everybody. Lewis, not just Lewis. It's Lewis and the Mercedes, the, the team, and just boring. I think that it uh, just makes it challenging because they've got the circuits are not wide enough or long enough for them to be able to do the overtaking is where it gets a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're so good at designing and the developing and the engineering that the engineers are well, well ahead uh, and the designers are well ahead of the people manufacturing the racetracks and the space for the racetracks. I mean, so I, I mean, Formula One really doesn't take much to make it exciting. I mean, all you need is maybe three or four, even Two to two to four. All uh, they need um, is uh, teams two. that are you know really competitive. But right now it's just one. It's been one for a while. So no, all they need to do is just just have one mechanic. That's it. One mechanic. That means Lewis has got to like get out, unbutton himself, get himself out, get the rivet gun up. That'll make it so much more fun and enjoyable. That's yeah, what I want to see. Yeah, but I don't think someone making what 40, 50 million at least, almost hundred million dollars a year is going <laughs> to. <laughs> working his own little uh, wrench, you know. Why not? I mean, if he said, "Look, I'll give you another ten million if you do your wrench," he'll be like, "Okay, you choose a wrench for a few days. Fine with me." Damn, I, yeah, I, I would do the wrench for. So. There you go. But that's, that's like really at it. Le Mans, right? You have the uh, the tool, the toolbox, or the tool bag in the car because only the oh, driver is so allowed to yeah. allowed to touch the car if it if the car goes off course. And it's obviously During, the same in the in the rally as well where only they're allowed to work on, on the track so right. which is the times the best one i think is the rally when you see them drive with the co-driver hanging out balancing the car and they come back on three wheels that's the best one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um but yeah but other than that i mean it's pretty quiet we've still got obviously the motor gp where i had another grand prix winner come through um and still the most incredible season there where we've had yeah. more winners almost as many winners as they have rounds mm -hmm. um and that is Please. if you want to see the racing that's the one where you want to see you get to see the most exciting racing yeah. but um this uh for our next podcast i will certainly be behind the wheel i think of maybe one of the fastest uh toyotas you can buy of the moment that's what we're talking about next time so we'll look are you actually driving take. it yes i will be oh, driving it okay 
it's a road car, uh, Sam, so nothing too fancy, but it is, I'm looking forward to getting behind the wheel of it. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to um, such all this intrigue. I like it. Okay. Well, it's, it's not really. I mean, how many fast Toyotas are there right now? Well, there's, I, 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 think, I can think of two. Which ones? Uh, the Supra and the H, well, the HX really not fast, so. Well, I'll just leave it with that, Sam, okay. and you have to just figure out which one it's going to be. <laughs> okay, well, I'll look forward to it. Okay, well, anyways, Taro, uh, you already did yours. Uh, well, that was a very, very fun segment. So, day. So, um, so, anyways, uh, we will see you in two weeks. Hopefully, you guys had as much fun as we did. Um, Kenji Sumino, next. Oh, you got Kenji? Yeah, Kenji's awesome. uh, from Greddy. Greddy. They just had their Greddy uh, uh, GPP live last week. Mm -hmm. So, awesome. uh, go check, check out their Facebook um, channel page because it's still up and up and running actually i saw sung um at, at there right at, at gpp live and uh he said he had a good time on on our pod, pod, pod oh, and i shared with you some feedback from some of the a listener who yeah, did, who said, yeah you know the hour and a half went great it was, it was, awesome, it was a really so. great episode Last Man, night. I think this one this was a one good was one. Good Every yeah. single one is a good one. Come on. There's never been a bad one. There's never be been honest. a bad one. This oh, one was really been. fun as well. Um, so, next next week we have uh, Kenji Sumino. So, so we in. got all right. So James McKeown, no breaking podcast, and our resident British ringer, uh, Taro Koki, GT Channel. Right. Uh, get, get these t-shirts at gtchannel.com. Uh, merchandise, <laughs> videos, everything. Go to uh, GT ch channel. And they've got an incredible blog on there at some point, right, Taro? Well, there, yeah, at some point, Taro. Blog, the, you know what? The blogs are the internet's, uh, internet's black black, uh, black box. You know, and we, then we, for those of you who, <laughs> still, who, who have been in a cave, uh, I've authored a very uh, uh, an award-winning novel called The Prototype. So if you go to Amazon. And an incredible short story soon to be, what well, we haven't heard much on that, Sam. Have you got any updates on your short story? Nigel McKeon keeps asking oh, week it's in not, week out. James, it's not a short story. It's a full-on novel. No, it's that's what I mean. It's, when, it's when, when we read words. it. Yes, but when we were look only able to look at it, it was technically oh, yeah, a yeah, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you only got like a little taste. And we know. got a, a snippet of what you the genius. Yeah, yeah. The genius. And, there are, and, and there are a little Easter eggs in there for GT uh, or for Podspeed listeners. So um, it'll be fun. But I, first, I, you know, we... Uh, it's 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 not a, it's not to the publisher yet, but it's it's going to be there soon. So I'm looking forward Anyways, to that. See you in a couple of weeks. All right, Talk to you guys later. Pod speed to all of you. Bye. Bye.